better than live this time. Uh, <laughs> hi, folks. Welcome again to uh, the podcast. Uh, it's not rocket science, five questions over coffee. Complete honesty. I forgot to push the go live button. So if any of you are watching this and thinking, what's he talking about? That's because this is the first time we've been live, although Yasmin and I have had a great chat. Uh, anyway, back to what we're doing today. I'm here with Yasmin Origin. Uh, Yasmin is an award-winning author of this book, and we're going to be talking later about how you can get a hold of a copy of this for yourself. Great book, a really interesting read. Uh, it's signed as well, so that's a really nice thing. Uh, Yasmin is um, the author of this book. Uh, it's called Tiny Time, Big Results. She teaches how you can run a profitable business in less than 20 hours per week. Um, she's a board, former vice president of leadership and development, and she's a business and marketing strategy specialist and runs her business from her home in rural Ireland, which I must admit sounds idyllic for me. Um, she's really passionate about this. She's been featured in loads of stuff in the press, and I'm sure we're going to get onto that. So, Yasmin, welcome again to the podcast. Uh, can you just uh, introduce yourself? Start by telling us a little bit about your ideal client and the problem they face. Yes, thank you so much, Stuart, for having me on the podcast. And I do not mind saying it again. <laughs> so uh, we only did a couple of minutes, so it wasn't too bad. But uh, listen, these things happen. Yeah, no, I'm delighted to be here on the podcast today. And really, Tiny Time Big Result is about how to run that profitable 20 hour week business. So my ideal client typically faces uh, a situation where they may only have 20 hours. So for myself, I have three young kids under the age of 10. Uh, a lot of the people who I would attract in my business are in similar situations. I also attract a lot of people who maybe have a full time job and they want to start a business on the side um, so that it eventually becomes their main income. And then there's just people who want to have a business, but they don't want to be working long hours. And my personal philosophy is very much that, you know, we get fed this narrative that you have to work long hours in business, that you're not really committed and, you know, truth is, I I love my business, but I also don't want to be doing it all the time. And I can't do it all the time because I have got the three kids. You know, my youngest is only uh, four now. Like he, he goes to school in September. But, you know, when you're when you have got limited time, you have to know how to make it work. And that, I think, probably is the biggest pain point uh, for my ideal client is they're like, you know, what? if I only have a few hours a day, how can I make the most of that? And funnily enough, Stuart, what I find as well, and I don't know whether you ever found this, but when you know you've got a limited window to get things done, you are super focused. Like I remember I was in corporate for 12 years before I started my business. And, you know, you'd be there for the full day and, you know, you, you, you do your work. But, you know, there's no urgency. Whereas if you were taking a half day holiday, you got a lot of stuff done in that morning or the afternoon. So I actually think that this methodology what i teach it actually benefits a lot of people yeah i agree with you 100 percent, yasmin and you're absolutely right those those days when you knew you were tidying up because you had to get on holiday for the next two weeks and you didn't want an inbox full of stuff that you had managed to do you were really productive and i do remember many years ago and it, you know for my career it's been a while uh but i can remember a mentor of mine saying to me if you can achieve the top three things that you need to get done that day before 11 o'clock the rest of the day is yours and that if you can drive that mentality if you can turn around and go not only do i need to prioritize but i need to decide on the three things which are actually going to move my business forward today and once i've got those three things done everything else is a bonus and if you want to go out fishing for the afternoon well you've done your top three things why not 
But yeah, also, yeah. if you if you manage to get to the stage where you've done your top three things, and actually there's something else that's really important, you do four things in the day, and that's even better. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I work in the mornings um, because that's when I'm probably the most productive. Um, yeah. And I might do a little bit in the evenings, but typically my afternoons would be, you know, with the kids, uh, whether, you know, if they're at school, doing homework, which I hate homework, but that's a whole different story. Um, you know, doing homework, taking them to the playground, you know, taking them to their many, many activities and all that kind of stuff. And so it gives me that freedom and flexibility, which yeah. I think so many parents crave. And I think especially, you know, in the last 18 months with all the madness that's been going on that, you know, we've noticed that women are so disproportionately affected by, you know, things like the pandemic, when we were suddenly required to do so much more, um, you know, like homeschooling. My kids go to an Irish speaking school. So when I, and as you can tell from my accent, I'm not Irish, I'm from Lancashire. I've lived in Ireland for 20 years now. But when I enrolled them in an Irish speaking school, I did not expect to have to teach them in Irish. Um, and so there, I feel like the business has to fit in with what I'm doing. Um, and for me, it's got to be simple, but it's got to be lucrative. Like I'm not going to kill myself trying to just make a, a couple of hundred quid. I want a lucrative business. And there's absolutely no reason why they are mutually exclusive. Mm -hmm. Absolutely right. No. And, and, you know, those people who are working on the treadmill just to bring in the bucks are probably in the wrong position. And I guess we started getting into what are the common mistakes that people who you speak to, who you are trying to help solve the problem, do in order to try and solve the problem without sort of seeking the help that they often need. Yeah. I mean, what I see is typically, um, you know, people start off like, and I, I, everything that I talk about, I've done myself. Like, I literally have been that soldier where I'd be like, oh, God, I, you know, I remember when I first started the business, um, you know, I was I really didn't have a clue what I was doing. I'd worked in big business for 12 years, but I, I kind of thought I knew what I was doing. I really didn't. So I kind of described the first couple of years of being in business as like being in the wilderness. So I can really relate to my clients when they're really struggling. And what I find is, first of all, they don't have a compelling marketing message, you know, something that really pops for their ideal client. You know, something that, you know, if someone if I was to go back and talk to me starting at my self-employment journey, you know, one of the first things I would have said to her was, what's the problem that you solve rather than trying to go, what's my niche? And, you know, it just becomes this big, broad question. And what I like to do is say, right, OK, for the next six to 12 months, you're going to focus on this one thing yes. and build momentum on that. Right. Um, and that's what I would say to anybody is like focus on one problem that you solve that you're really good at, that it comes easily to you. So that's the first thing that I see people really struggling with is their marketing message, because if you don't know what your marketing message is, if you don't know what you do and who you do it for, it's really hard to then go and do a Facebook live or do a podcast or write a blog because you're just all over the place. You know, then I see people who are, um, you know, they have, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, the marketing strategy is all discombobulated. It's disconnected. It literally is like throwing spaghetti at the wall and yeah. hoping it sticks. Oh, I'll do a Facebook post today. And listen, I've done all of these things as well. So I'm not <laughs> sitting here like going, oh, I would never do any of these things. I have. But when you don't have a connected marketing strategy, as in, here's my end here's my end goal and here's how I'm going to get there then you are throwing spaghetti at the wall and that 
we all know that just leads to a big mess. Then what they have is they have um, time thirsty packages. So for me, a 20 hour week business, it's really important that you know how to make the most of those 20 hours and you are not going to be doing client delivery in all of those 20 hours. So you got to think, okay, so, you know, if you only ever exchange time, how are you going to make more money? Because your amount, the amount of time that you have is capped, it's limited. So for me, it's about exchanging value, not time. And that's a big uh, mindset shift for a lot of the people who come and work with me. And then also one of the other common challenges is people market, market, market like crazy, but then they don't know how to convert people into actual paying clients. You know, it's like, how do you actually get from being, you know, having a conversation with a potential client asking for the sale? And I think a lot of people shy away from that. And then the last one that I see is time slippage, you know, oh, Facebook, oh, I've just been scrolling for the last half an hour, where has my time gone or Twitter or whatever you might do, you know, we just allow time to kind of slip away. So they're kind yeah. of the common things that I see people really struggling yeah. with. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I've written up some of those down because I think they're such brilliant points. And and and, I, and as you were talking, of course, it reminded me so much of some of the stuff that I talk about as well. Because I'm absolutely 100% with you. The number of people that you see, I, I'm a huge fan of people only looking at their emails perhaps two or three times a day because the number of people I see who are just putting their head into email and then you look up and you think. What have they done for the last hour? They've just answered emails that perhaps they should have ignored. Perhaps they should have just got rid of. Or indeed, you know, I know some people who turn around and say, well, I've got to answer an email within 10 minutes because my customer expects it. And I'm thinking, why? Has your customer got you on a time scale? Or do they know how long the email is going to be taken? To you know, I started with a conversation with my dad, who was a sales director back in the old days when there were only letters. And he would turn around and say, I don't understand why you need to answer email more than twice a day. That's all I did with my secretary. The letters came in in the morning. We dealt with them. I did my work for the day. The afternoon post came in. Anything I needed to respond to, I did then. I responded to the afternoon post. And that's the only time I had to interact with letters. Yeah, what a great approach. Why do it more often than that? And it's because we're now conditioned and we've got to change your mindset. The other point I absolutely loved as you were talking about it, value. We don't understand the value we give, and it's, it helps us to change our pricing model as well. If we understand the value, if you know the problem you solve, I keep saying this as a lot of people, so excuse, shut me up when I'm talking rubbish, but I keep saying this to people. If you understand the problem you solve, you don't sell to anybody. You merely tell them, I've got the solution to your problem, and you wait for them to say, can you help me? At which point you have to learn how to convert them, but the fact of the matter is, if you don't like selling, get your marketing right because then all you're doing is saying i'm trying to solve this problem anybody who's got this problem i welcome the conversation absolutely and i talk a lot about that in the book about what great marketing does for you that it reduces the friction you know so if somebody lands on my website for example and then they go and consume i've got 80 episodes of my podcast on there um uh, or they go and read the blog or they read the book what they're doing is they're consuming all my content that I've already created. So I've created massive leverage there anyway, that I'm not having to, you know, kind of go, oh, let me let me come and talk to you every single day. Um, I do that because that's just part of my marketing strategy in terms of the videos or posts and things like that. But that's an ongoing strategy. But they can consume all of that content. And all of that is going to help them to reduce that friction to actually saying, you know what, I think she understands 
my challenges, my problems. Um, and if she understands the problems, then she has the solution. And that's when you are then taking them on that journey from actually being that potential client to an actual paying client um, yeah. and showing them how you can help them get the result that they want. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. So what's that valuable free action that you want to leave the audience with that they should take today in order to sort of start that conversion? So one of the things that I would, I think is really important in business is that I often hear people like kind of, they're in that vibe of headless chicken. You know, they're doing lots of things and they're like, I, I, I often hear people saying like, I'm really busy, but I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, and so it's that busyness that can be really actually very destructive. So what I would say to everybody that's listening um, is really ground yourself. OK. And what I think is really important is that you're actually able to attract five star clients like your dream clients. You know, if you've got that vision of someone who you would just love to work with and you want to attract those people. And then the way that you're going to attract those people is through the energy that you're putting out there the way that you show up and if you're busy and headless chickeny and you know kind of all frenetic your energy is very confusing whereas if you stand your ground and you say like here i am this is what i do this is how i can help you and you emit that certainty um and you emit that like complete solidness by being more you like bringing more of you to the business like i worked in corporate like i was saying earlier and you know, there's always a part of you that feels like you can't really be fully you because it's this corporate environment. And like, you know, give you an example, like I love talking about food. Um, I love dancing. I love talking about energy. And so I bring all of those things into my business. And I created a guide called Be More You to show people, you can see that it's coming up on the screen there. Thank you, Stuart. That if you are bringing more of you to the business, first of all, you're going to have more fun. Secondly, you're going to attract the right people to you because not everyone is going to be right for you. OK, it's important to be discerning about that as well, because you want to work with dream clients. And I am so blessed that I have got amazing clients. I just love hanging out with them. And, you know, we do the work, and but we have fun with it. And, and so I think that's really important that when you ground yourself and you know what you're about and you know how you can help people. And you're not promising them the sun, moon and the stars when you know you can't deliver on that. But you're really solid on what you can do. Then I think that that's a, such a powerful way to actually get rid of that headless chickeny vibe and actually bring more people into your world because you are certain you are confident. And I think a lot of people aren't they don't have that certainty and they don't have that confidence about what they're doing. So then. You know, if you're talking to a potential client and you're doing a sales call and there's like a bit of, mm, well, I, I maybe could, maybe I could help you. No, you need to be certain. You need to say, like, I know I can help you. You show up and do the work. I'll show up and do my bit. That's how you get results. And so I think that that's a really powerful thing that everybody can do starting from today is really ground into who you are, how you want your business to be, how you want to show up and start doing that. Mm -hmm. Important to have that confidence to be able to do that, isn't it? That's such a key element to being in business is to know who you are and how that's different. I mean, we, we're back to differentiators and things like that again. But if you're different, but everybody's different. I mean, I know a lot of people spend a lot of time thinking, how do I find the differentiator? I'm, I'm, I'm just like everybody else, but you're not like everybody else. You're you. And that's the key thing that's different. 
Yeah. So you are bringing more of you to the business and who you are, the way yeah. you speak, what you, how you dress, you know, like every, there's, there's room for everybody. And I think that's really important that, you know, you'll attract the right people to you. And that's a key one as well, because, you know, uh, too many people say I can do do work for everybody. But actually, it doesn't work like that. It really doesn't. Yeah. So you were talking then a little bit more about other valuable free uh, resources that uh, you've got available. I know you want to just highlight one that's perhaps an interesting way of beginning to understand that. Uh, not only the Be More You that you can see scrolling on the screen, but, but some other things. Absolutely. So I have a quiz that I've created um, and the quiz is called the 8K Scorecard. And what I'm helping you to find out is whether your business has the right mix of ingredients to hit 8K months working 20 hours a week or less. Um, and I was excited about this quiz and certainly when I was creating it because I want people to have a really great lifestyle and your income, like if you were making 8K a month, then that makes was it 84K a year. Now, if you wanted to hit six figures, you just have to make, make 8,333 and you hit 100K, right? And for me, that is a really powerful way to look at your business rather than just thinking, OK, I'm going to cover the bills. I might have a little bit of money for the odd luxury. But if you have a big dream and you have a big vision and you want to make more money and you want to reach more people because you have a really powerful message, then bringing that money in an 8K and beyond it means that you can grow your business, you can grow your reach. So it's not just about, well, I don't need anything. Well, that's fine. But you, you know, typically what I would say is you, it's not about the bank, the business being your little piggy bank, but it's about reinvesting in the business. How can you reach more people? How can you create a bigger impact? What can you do with the business? And so this quiz is perfect. If you want to find out if you actually have got the right ingredients to hit 8K months, then take the quiz. And what I do is I take you through um, a series of questions that will help you then to determine, OK, what do I need to work on? If that is your goal, that you want to make 8K a month plus, um, then what I do is I help you to dis determine what you need to focus on. And when you do the quiz, there it actually is a dynamic quiz. So you get tailored results for mm -hmm. your situation. Brilliant. Brilliant, Yasmin. Absolutely fantastic. So what's that concept or, or book that's really sort of uh, the most impactful in your experience that you want to share with the audience? Yes, yeah, so years ago, literally years ago, when I was still in corporate, I remember reading Daniel Priestley's Key Person of Influence. And that has stuck with me ever since, because it is very much about differentiating yourself and about becoming that person who is like the go to expert in your field. Uh, and his methodology in terms of how you get to that point that really influenced me, um, because I feel like you know, and I say this a lot to my clients, like if there was 10 of you all lined up, all doing similar work, what would mark you out? Like, why would I want to come and work with you? And I feel like a lot of what he, Daniel Priestley has done, I continue to, you know, learn from him. And I learn from a lot of mentors. Like that's something that's big for me is like, I'm always learning. I'm never too cool for school. I'm always like thinking, okay, what else can I do differently? How could I, you know, how could I do that better? Um, and I think that that book had a, a big impact on me because it was very much about, I don't want a business that's just going to be, you know, a flash in the pan. I want to create something that's like a legacy, you know, so even just having the book, that's a legacy that people can read that and go, wow, this is really useful. 
because it's principle based. So, you know, I would hope that people would read that book and go, wow, that really gave me almost like a blueprint for how to do a 20 hour week business. So I think that book's probably had a huge impact on me. Fantastic. OK, so here's my get out of jail free, Yasmin. This is where I hand over the reins to you. What's the question I should have asked that you think will bring great value to our audience? So the question would be, how do you run a 20 hour week business, a profitable 20 hour week business? And I focus... I hope you're going to give us the answer to that rather than I just hanging. <laughs> I will. I will. I'll try and be brief because obviously it's pretty much the bulk of the book. Um, but Tiny Time Big Results is built on four pillars. OK, um, there's purpose. There's profit, productivity and play. Now, when we think about the profitable 20 hour week business, we, the profit section of the book is probably the chunkiest section because that's the bit where the money comes in. So let me talk a little bit about what the profit section is made up of. Again, it's made up of four uh, pillars in that. And so first of all, it's your message. So making sure you have a compelling marketing message, that you're very clear on what you do and who you do it for. Secondly, you have an offer that's leveraged. So you're exchanging value, not time. And you've got something that your ideal client is begging for. They're like, this is exactly what I need. Thirdly, you have a client attraction system that makes it easy to bring clients and cash into you consistently. And of course, it being the 20 hour week business, uh, the system that I teach my clients is that once you've built it, 80% of it is automated. So you're actually saving a huge amount of time. And then the last section is all around conversions. So how do you actually convert potential clients into actual clients? And for me, it's always about, you know, selling is something that you do for someone. It's not something that you do to them. You know, you don't want to be having a conversation. You go, yeah, who, you know, you're not serious about your business if you don't invest in me. No, that's, I hate that approach. For me, it's very much around, this is where you are right now. This is where you want to be. I can help to close that gap, you know. And so now it's having a conversation to see whether they're a right fit for me and I'm a right fit for them. So it's about message, offer, leveraged offer, attraction and conversion. And that's Brilliant. how you run a profitable 20 hour week business. Brilliant. I love it. I love it. It's very like the, the, the formula that I talk about as well. There's so many, so many things that are similar in that so let's talk a little bit about how you could get hold of a copy of time time big results can i can i get it in the screen there we go it's covering me as well which is a good thing so there we go there's tiny time big results so this is this is yasmin's book it's a great read um we have got a copy here which is signed i'll just show you the signature so that you actually know i'm not there we go can we see the signature there there you go so there you, yasmin's own own hand um so for the first person that puts a comment in the um, uh, in, in the comment section uh, below this, I will be in touch with you about an address and this will be in the post to you. So you get that uh, done today and there's a good possibility that by the weekend you'll be reading this book and you will be getting the results that you are able to hear Yasmin talking about today. Yasmin, thank you so much uh, for coming in and explaining it. I think it's a brilliant thing. I really encourage everybody to get a copy of their own, which I will once again put up. If you cannot uh, get hold of, uh, can't get one through this, you can go to yasminmoraji.com forward slash book, and you can read all about her book and get yourself a copy there. Yasmin, it has been absolutely fantastic. It's been a great pleasure having you all the way from rural Ireland. <laughs> I hope the weather continues to improve. 
Um, and even if it doesn't, you'll have this <laughs> afternoon with your children, which is even better. Yeah, absolutely. Stuart, thank you, you so much for having me on. I really have enjoyed it. No problem at all. I think it's been fantastic. Listen, people, if uh, you would like to hear more about what's going on here, if you subscribe to our list, which is tca.fyi forward slash subscribe, that's tca.fyi forward slash subscribe, you'll be on the list when we send out the emails about when we're recording these, who's going to be on, what they're talking about, uh, and watch our social media, and we talk about this. So, Please listen out for more of these in the next few days. Uh, we've got more great guests, uh, but I very, very much doubt anybody's going to be quite as enthusiastic than Yasmin and her book. So, Yasmin, thank you very much indeed for your time. Thank you, Stuart. No problem. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye.